Moses writes concerning the righteousness that comes from the law, that the person who does these things will live by them. But the righteousness that comes from faith says, do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down, or who will descend into the abyss, that is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The word is near you, on your lips and in your heart. That is the word of faith that we proclaim. Because if you confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For one believes with the heart and so is justified, and one confesses with the mouth and so is saved. The scripture says, no one who believes in him will be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. The same Lord is Lord of all and is generous to all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. But how are they to call on one in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in one whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone to proclaim him? And how are they to proclaim him unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. The word of the Lord. Please be seated. A reading, from, a reading from Matthew. Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. But by this time, the boat, battered by the waves, was far from the land. For the wind was against them. And early in the morning he came walking towards them on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified, saying, It's a ghost! And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them and said, Take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. 
Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come out to you on the water. He said, come. So Peter got out of the boat, started walking on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he noticed a strong wind, he became frightened, and beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and caught him, saying to him, You have little faith. Why did you doubt? When they got into the boat, the wind ceased. And those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. Here ends the reading. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Three priests all decided to go fishing together one day. They got all of their gear together, loaded it into the boat, and went out a short distance off the shore and started fishing. After a few hours, one priest ran out of bait. Since they were close to the shore, he stepped over the side of the boat, walked across the water to the bait shop, and onto the shore. He bought his bait, walked back to the boat, and got in. A short time later, the second priest also ran out of bait. He too stepped over the side of the boat, walked across the water to the bait shop, and went onto the shore. Like the first priest, bought his bait, walked back, got in the boat, and continued fishing. No big deal. The third priest, who was quite new to the diocese, just sat there and was quite amazed. He'd just seen these two priests get out of the boat, walk on the water to buy bait. Eventually, he too ran out of bait, and following the lead of the other two priests, I can do this too, stepped out of the side of the boat and immediately sank like a rock into the lake. He just about drowned. The other two priests grabbed him and pulled him back into the boat to save his life. The first priest turned to the second priest and said, Dude, I thought you showed him where the stepping stones were. (laughs) Today's gospel is a lesson about getting out of our boat and taking a leap of faith. Peter literally takes this leap when he hears Jesus' call, Come. That same call from Jesus goes out to each of us today. Jesus calls us to take a leap of faith. This means we've got to get out of our boat, get out of our box, and get out of our comfortable life. Peter left safety and comfort to face the uncertainty of Jesus' call, and we must do the same. The very moment Peter took his eyes off of Jesus, he began to sink. And like Peter, we will also fail in our attempt if we lose sight of the reason for our mission, which is Jesus. When we look at the disciples, it should be like looking into a mirror. We generally should have two perspectives to view. First, we should see ourselves as an individual disciple of Jesus. And secondly, we should look upon ourselves as a congregation of disciples. Like the disciples of old, we've heard the word of God many times. We've attended Bible studies. We sing praises to God in our car, in church, in the shower. And we're fed each week here at the table with the body and blood of Jesus. All of this is for our eternal blessing, but it's also for us to become blessing bearers like Jesus. What have we learned from Jesus? Perhaps we've taken the word of God for granted, not really listening, maybe not really believing in the miracles of Jesus, 
or even believing in Jesus himself as the Son of God. I suggest to you today that Jesus is calling each and every one of us to work miracles in people's lives and to draw those people into a loving relationship with Christ. We must step out of our boat and reach for Jesus. Let's look back at what's happening to the disciples. They're in the midst of a storm, and rightfully so, they're afraid. They no longer have control over their boat. They no longer have control over their life. They're both tossed about in waves of destruction. Now, rightfully so, Peter is overly anxious and pretty much can't wait to get out of his misery. He looks over the edge of the boat and sees someone or something walking on the water towards them. We read the disciples are terrified and think this is a ghost, and they screamed even more for help. Now, why do you think they thought this would be a ghost? Well, you tell me. What would you think? Even if I saw my wife walking across the water, which we all know she can do, coming towards me as I was in a boat during a storm, I'd scream, right? Wouldn't you spaz, freak out? I don't believe in ghosts per se, but I just might have to if I saw Natalie walking in the water towards me on a dark, stormy morning. If that were the case, there would definitely be another miracle happening because I would be stepping out of the boat and commencing to walk across the water myself to get away. It would be time to go. Why didn't the disciples recognize Jesus? They were so focused on the here and the now. They were so focused on their own problem and how to solve that problem that Jesus is standing right there and they could not see him. Isn't that just like us? We get so wrapped up, so focused on our own issues, our own problems of the day, what am I going to do tomorrow, that Jesus could be standing right here and we don't see him. But it's right there in the midst of that storm that Peter and the disciples came to a better understanding of Jesus. All of their experience with Jesus to date are challenged during this storm. They themselves need a miracle. They, like us, need Jesus. Throughout the Old Testament, it's God's lordship over chaotic water that continuously proves God's triumph to us. In Genesis chapter 1, the earth was without shape or form. It was dark over the deep sea. God proved his power over the chaotic waters with one phrase, let there be light. And from that point, God created everything out of chaos. Genesis chapter 9, God made a covenant with Noah that Never again would life be cut off across this planet by flood water. Exodus 14, God delivered the Israelites, part of the seas, let them walk across on dry land. Job chapter 9, God overcomes the powers of chaos, pictured as a stormy sea. It says, God alone stretched out the heavens and trampled the waves of the sea. Jesus would not leave disciples alone in that boat. He comes to them and says, Take heart, it is I. Don't be afraid.
in Psalm 77. When the waters saw you, O God, when the waters saw you, they were afraid. Your way was through the sea, your path through the mighty waters, yet your footprints were unseen. Over and over again, we see God is the only one that can triumph over the waters. And he's doing something in this lesson that only God can do. He's taking charge of chaos by walking across the water. We live in a world that's ruled by fear. Like the chaotic waters of the sea, fear seems to be the one thing that we cannot overcome. We're afraid of getting old, er. We're afraid of getting fat, er. We're afraid of being laughed at. We're afraid of being found out. We're surely afraid of being embarrassed. We're afraid of losing someone that's very close to us. We're afraid of being alone. And that list just goes on and on. There are days that things seem to be going fine. And then there are days that come with little to no warning and fear just absolutely overcomes us. It's during these times that Jesus walks out on the water calling to us, come, do not be afraid. It's me. I'm here. Reach out to me. We must step out of our boat and reach for Jesus. Faith is never constant. It comes and goes in the varying, varying circumstances in our lives. We all have those miraculous moments, our mountaintops, if you will. But those are to prepare us for the valleys, just like the calm water should prepare us for the storms in life that we're going to experience. Peter is the all-too-human representative of all of us. Daring, call me out on the water. Jesus, bring me out. I, I, I dare you. Then he doubts. Dude, I'm walking on the water. What am I doing? Sink like a rock. And then dependent on Jesus. For what we need most? Salvation. When we ride through these storms, we must take comfort in the single phrase that Jesus is just an arm's length away. The waves don't bother him. The wind nor can currents shake him. He will help us conquer our storms. We have to focus on him. He's our anchor in these times. In the old Southern Gospel song, it says, I've journeyed through the long dark night out on the open sea. By faith alone, by sight unknown, and yet his eyes were watching me. The anchor holds. Though the ship is battered, the anchor holds. Though my sails are torn, I have fallen on my knees as I face the raging seas. The anchor holds in spite of the storm. There are many times in our life when we believe that we have completely lost Jesus. But I assure you, he will never lose sight of us. Where faith reigns, fear cannot have hold. I want to share this. There's not an ounce of shame at all in asking Jesus for help. Peter got out of the boat when Jesus told him to come. Peter kept his eyes on Jesus, and he was the only human walking on water in our history. The moment he took his gaze off of Jesus, he sank. This is how Jesus fishes for people. He finds us at our lowest point, at our sinking 
and he reaches out and pulls us to safety in his arms. Faith is the refusal to panic. Faith is quiet certainty that God keeps his promises, especially his promise to never leave us nor forsake us. And when our faith lapses, and it does, we're human, all we have to do is reach back out to Jesus. It's only when we walk in faith with the master of the wind and the waves that we can survive. Sometimes we have to take a leap of faith when things are going good in our life. We can never eliminate risk, but we can manage risk. Without risk, there is no reward. As long as we, like Peter, keep our eyes on Jesus, we can do the impossible. The same is true in our Christian life. Faith is the willingness to take risks, to embrace the unseen, to step out from the boat. When we put our faith in God and keep our eyes on Him, there is a slight risk that the world's going to reject us. But faith and doubt can live in the same heart. They lived in Peter's heart, especially when it began to sink. But I put this to you today. It is so far much better to face rejection by this world and be in the love of God and in His grace than to face rejection by God and be in the love of the world. Wherever we find ourselves today, we can hear Jesus call us. We must put our faith to action and step out of our boat. The good news is that Jesus is in the midst of the storm. No matter how big the problem nor how small, Jesus is there. Peter called out to him and Jesus lifted him up and the response was, as the gospel says, immediate. That same holds true for us. Jesus is close. Reach out, call out, the response is immediate. Jesus is calling us to step out of our boat and reach for him. But that call may come in many, many different ways and in many different areas. Feeding the hungry, helping the immigrant, clothing the poor. Here in church, serving as a limb, a lector on the altar guild. Heeding God's call to ministry through seminary or the Iona School or some other ministry outlet. Giving dignity to those who are nameless in our community and helping those who cannot help themselves. I'm glad to say that we here at St. Thomas answer the call of Jesus and to serve our community, but the work is still out there. God created us to be his hands, his feet, and his voice in the world, and that is seldom easy. There are times when we answer Jesus' call and the wind and the rough seas commence their assault. But we must remember Peter during those times. We must step out of our boat and reach for Jesus. Let us pray. May the Lord Jesus, who walks on wounded feet, walk with us to the end of the road. May the Lord Jesus, who serves with wounded hands, help us to serve others. May the Lord Jesus, who loves with a wounded heart, help us to love one another. And may the Lord Jesus, the first fisher of people, help us to get out of our boat. Amen.